This is a Tech Briefs Media Group podcast. Hello and welcome to another Who's Who at NASA podcast. A new technology originally made for the Department of Defense may soon find a place on Mars. Goddard Space Flight Center technologist Branimir Blagojevich currently leads the development of the Bioindicator LiDAR instrument, a device that could be used to spot organic molecules and signs of life on the red planet. My first question, from a technology perspective, uh, what is the Bioindicator LiDAR instrument, or BLE? Okay, uh, this is a fluorescence LiDAR, in a nutshell. So fluorescence LiDAR is the type of a LiDAR that's sending the laser beam of UV radiation, UV wavelength, basically, uh, towards the cloud that contains uh, uh, aerosol particles. And then if there are some biological molecules attached to those particles, aerosol particles, they will uh, fluoresce, and the backscatter of fluorescence will be detected with a small uh, telescope on the uh, LiDAR. In addition to the elastic backscatter of the same wavelength of the excitational radiation coming from the laser or laser wavelength. And how was this kind of remote sensing technology used previously? Uh, uh, previously, it was used for about 20 years or more, maybe 30 years, uh, by DoD for detection and discrimination of biological warfare agents. If you have a let's say, uh, biotech, uh, enemy or terrorists are disseminating in air uh, biological uh, warfare agent, let's say um, anthrax, uh, smallpox, or something else, uh, they can be uh, proliferated by uh, wind or HVAC systems if it's uh, done inside of the uh, object. Uh, and those things need to be uh, early uh, alarmed, and uh, if it's uh, on the battlefield, uh, uh, the troops will be warned about this and uh, take uh, protection against uh, biological attacks. So th- those, this type of technology is developed by DOD, and uh, I worked in this before in this arena before I joined to NASA. I'm now thinking about using the same technology uh, to detect biological molecules that are product of the decomposition of uh, uh, life that may happen in us uh, on Mars or any other uh, solar body uh, in a solar system. No? Uh, <clears throat> so why is this technology uh, and why is the, this kind of discovery so important? Uh, why it's important? Well, uh, the problem that we have when we work uh, with the rovers on Mars, for example, is that there's a relatively low likelihood to hit the sweet spot uh, and find the biological molecules. Uh, the intention of using this technology or this type of instrument is to increase the likelihood of location, or lo- of uh, to locate the uh, area uh, with the biological molecules or molecules that we call bioindicators that uh, uh, represent a uh, uh, high likelihood that in this area was in the past uh, some type of a life. 
So basically, when you have a rover, you are going uh, on the, I mean, you're rowing on the planet Mars, you have a very low likelihood to hit the sweet spot, to drill sample, which is like an inch in diameter, compared to the whole area of the Mars, which is much, much more larger than a square inch uh, of soil. Uh, and if you have a, a instrument like this one, which is a survey type of an instrument, you may increase chance to find uh, those molecules. And then when you locate the area, then you can go with a suite of instruments like a, a mass spectrometer and so on, and uh, confirm uh, finding of this uh, uh, instrument. Mm -hmm. And how will it be able to detect uh, the organic materials? Can you take me through uh, kind of the proposed way that the technology will, will be able to have that kind of detection? Uh, okay, uh, first to uh, clarify, uh, uh, this technology is detecting uh, two types of a signal. Elastic backscatter, like any other LiDAR, let's say this way, uh, and the same wavelength of the laser that is uh, sending the radiation. In this case, it will be an uh, infrared laser around one micron, or 1,000 nanometer wavelength. And the other one could be one or uh, two, sometimes even more, but at least one uh, fluorescent channel that is shifted for a few tens of nanometers towards longer wavelengths compared to the excitational wavelength of the laser, UV laser. So uh, with uh, certain algorithms that are developed for DOD, uh, I can, or whoever uses this technology, will be able to cluster the data coming or being recorded with this instrument, and if those clusters are kind of a, uh, um, recognizable, they're not very well spread, but relatively uh, faintly uh, clustered, uh, that uh, indicates that uh, there is some target that has a, a certain biological, uh, uh, most likely biological uh, origin. And then uh, you may train your instrument versus certain molecules that are of interest for NASA, rather than going with those that are of interest for DOD, like uh, biophoric agents. Mm -hmm. So the, those clusters will be uh, uh, sitting in um, uh, certain XYZ uh, coordinates in, a, as we call, uh, biodiscriminational space. Uh, which is a mathematical entity, how to process the data and say, yes, this is what I'm searching for, or this is not. So you have uh, two types or two groups of uh, um, targets that you may detect in, in those uh, clouds or dust of Mars. Mar Mars is very dusty, actually, uh, much more dusty than uh, Earth environment at the ground level. So um, you have interference, which is kind of a natural or environmental uh, 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 um, signal that is coming from the uh, ground level aerosols on Mars. Luckily, most of them are not uh, very fluorescent because uh, they are uh, of mineral origin, and uh, minerals are usually not fluorescing as much as biological molecules. And then, of course, if within all all of them, you are detecting 
highly clustered uh, uh, signal uh, in a biodiscrimination space. In this case, you are uh, actually seeing something outside of the normal environment, and this is high likely uh, something that uh, is worth to explore with the other suite of instruments on the uh, rover. So this instrument is a, a scanning instrument, uh, and it can go around a few hundred meters uh, to scan the aerosols at the ground level uh, around the rover, which increases actually significantly probability uh, to find a location uh, nearby rover. Other thing is that a uh, rover cannot approach every place on Mars, especially on the uh, uh, slopes uh, where it will flip and uh, being lost forever. So uh, in this case, uh, as you probably uh, already know, recently NASA discovered areas of those high slopes, we call it slopes uh, laminate, uh, where the water has been detected on Mars. Now, the question is, are these uh, places somewhere uh, on Mars where uh, there is some kind of a life, like a microbial at least, or not? Um, um, it's a high likelihood that this instrument will be able to give us this kind of an answer. Uh, if uh, those areas get dried as they do uh, during the certain parts uh, of the Martian uh, year, uh, then the powder or dust who, uh, from this area will be picked up by local wind or um, on the Mars, you heard for adult devils that are picking up the dust from these uh, slopes and uh, instruments will be able to come to the uh, cliff of the slope and uh, detect uh, uh, those uh, aerosol particles about those areas that are from time to time uh, uh, watered, and then figure out, yes, there is some bio or there's no bio there. That will help pre-detecting that uh, uh, we will know that most likely is life or was something that looks like a life and uh, they need more attention later on with the human exploration of Mars. Maybe 30 years from now, or something like this. So I'm trying to explain just what kind of a, a, a application or uh, operational scenario uh, will be uh, of uh, interest for this kind of instrument. And so, how do you uh, get the instrument to Mars, and at what point do you imagine or envision uh, this lidar instrument to be uh, added? Um, at this moment, uh, I have no um, clear path uh, uh, to uh, deploy this instrument in near future, like a Mars 2020, uh, because when I start working on this, this was uh, about uh, two years ago, um, when I uh, worked with a couple of colleagues from uh, uh, Code 600, uh, science, scientists of uh, Gather. And uh, I use basically the model of the instrument that I developed and used to build basically instruments for a DOD application or DHS application. Um, and then we put the information about the environmental parameters of Mars to see should this instrument really work on Mars. And we came to conclusion it will work about the same like on Earth. We 
which was very encouraging for us. So a uh, year after, which is 2015-16, we uh, tested uh, the instrument I built for uh, my former employer. Uh, they allow me this. Uh, uh, with uh, um, uh, targets that are of NASA interest, which is a, a set of uh, biomolecules or biomarkers in DOD uh, um, facility at uh, Aberdeen Proving Ground Neuron. And we confirmed that this instrument is capable uh, to detect and discriminate those uh, uh, biomarkers. So we now know that this instrument will work on Mars and we'll be able also to detect what we are searching for as a NASA mm -hmm. uh, target. Um, and um, during this summer, uh, we applied for uh, uh, one grant for uh, a maturation of uh, instruments for a planetary exploration. So if you're awarded this and, and, it's, and you're good to go, uh, how, how is an instrument added to the rover from a technology perspective? Uh, uh, if we get an award, the award will be used uh, to demonstrate the prototype that we would like to uh, build, shake and bake uh, using or uh, with NASA requirements for a planetary missions. And if we go through all of this, then we have an instrument that will be candidate for a future planetary missions. So that will be a, like a one step before getting uh, considered uh, for a future planetary mission. Mm -hmm. do you, what do you think are your biggest uh, challenges in getting the technology uh, to operate effectively uh, for planetary exploration missions? Well, there are two challenges. One, uh, prove that this technology is uh, compatible for a uh, flight mm -hmm. uh, um, and the second one um, to win competing with other uh, uh, candidate instruments either those that are already uh, uh, past this point that I have to pass with a uh, uh, technology uh, that needs to be verified uh, for a space flight um, because uh, competition is fierce what are you uh, working on at the moment as it relates to the, the LiDAR instrument? Uh, currently, uh, I'm, I'm not working on this instrument. Actually, I'm waiting to get this uh, uh, feedback from the reviewers. And, um, uh, in the meantime, I'm working on an earth science project, a uh, space mission. Uh, I'm doing a radiometry for the... Uh, 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 instrument uh, which is passive radiometer for a pace mission. Um, so um, it's a little bit different. It's not a lighter. Uh, it's a passive observation of the Earth's oceans and uh, clouds uh, from space. And, and finally, what is most exciting to you about the bioindicator lidar instrument and its possibilities? Uh, for me, uh, uh, my passion is uh, uh, to help scientists and all of us uh, to locate life, if life ever existed uh, in a solar system. And if this instrument is uh, 
any help or at least a small help uh, uh, in this direction, I'll be uh, very happy and um, that's my goal um, uh, of this research and my personal goal. Too.